The Outline World Dispatch. It's Monday, February 5th, 2018. I'm Aaron Edwards. Today we're talking about activists targeted by ICE. And an Alexa that's way too chatty. This is the bane of my existence right now. Let's get right into it. Power. Who is Ravi Ragbir? Ravi is an immigration activist. Gabby Devai is a staff writer at The Outline. He is the executive director of the New Sanctuary Coalition, which is a New York City-based immigrant advocacy group that does a lot of things, including accompanying immigrants to ICE check-ins, providing sanctuary for people who are going to be deported, and shielding people from deportation. And why is he in the news right now? Earlier this month, he was arrested by Immigration and Customs Enforcement during a routine check-in, which is a meeting where he basically presents himself to ICE, and he's like, hello, I'm here. And it's basically an alternative to deportation for people who would otherwise be considered deportable. He was in ICE detention for a total of 18 days, and a lot of people, including his attorneys, think that This was a targeted arrest due to his status as an activist. So what's his backstory? Like, when did he come to the country? Where was he from? He came to the U.S. in 1991 from Trinidad, and he got a green card in 1994. In the late 90s, he was working as a telemarketer at a mortgage lender, and he accepted some documents that he says he didn't know were fraudulent. So... When the mortgage lender went down, several employees, including Ravi, were arrested on wire fraud charges, and he was convicted in 2000. And because of that conviction, he was placed on ICE's radar, and a judge scheduled him for deportation. And his green card did not protect him, or it was not really in play here? No, you are able to be deported until you have U.S. citizenship. He was detained in 2006 until 2008, and because he was trying to overturn that wire fraud conviction, which was the basis for the deportation order, he's received several stays of deportation, he's received work orders, while his lawyers fight for him to be able to stay in this country. So his work as an activist was kind of turned on his head when he kind of became the story. He's been going to these check-ins for a long time, and that's always been part of his work as an activist, is showing the public what these check-ins are like, showing how disruptive it is to a person's life to have to interrupt part of their day to go meet with ICE. But he's been the one who is working on behalf of other people. And now suddenly, this very high-profile immigration activist is having to try to stop his own deportation. Is it unusual right now that activists are kind of like in the center of this conversation about deportation? Because I feel like they're not usually the person or the people who are the subject of, you know, this kind of scrutiny. They just are fighting for other people, usually. Shortly after the Trump presidency started, um, ICE check-ins, which were routine for people, started becoming another way where ICE could catch you and deport you. But in the past month, Ravi is one of three activists that I'm aware of that has been targeted there was an activist in Seattle who received a notice to appear, which is the first one of the first steps in the deportation process in December. There was an activist in Colorado who was arrested by authorities earlier this month. 
There was another activist affiliated with the New Sanctuary Coalition who was arrested and deported to Haiti this month as well. So there seems to be sort of a target on these people's backs because if you get rid of the people who are leading this pro-immigrant, pro-amnesty movement, then it's possible to get rid of the movement as a whole. You've met Robbie, right? Like, pretty recently. Yeah, I met him really briefly. There was a rally for him on the steps of New York City Hall on Tuesday, where several city council people spoke on his behalf, and he spoke, and his wife spoke. He's tired. He's really tired. His wife is really tired. And I think what they want is kind of just for their life to go back to normal, but more importantly for these threats on people's lives to stop. In the right direction. You know, this is about something that has been happening. People were very much like there for each other. People were very much like we're all in this together and it's shitty that we have to do this, but uh, people were like hugging each other as they greeted each other. Like it was a bunch of people who have been working towards a common goal for a long time. And they even said, like, this predates Trump, like, this goes back to Obama and Bush, but now the threat is so acute. There was a big sense of community. It's, like, it's kind of now or never. We have to have a fair share of leadership at all levels. What's the next step for, for Ravi, then? On Thursday, Ravi had a vigil outside of 26 Federal Plaza, which is the federal building where... He went for his check-ins and also where he was detained. And he has been ordered to basically present himself for deportation on February 10th. So now his lawyers and his legal team are like basically on overdrive trying to overturn the deportation order and trying to get him to stay in the country. So the next week or so is going to be a pretty big fight. Gabby Devaye is a staff writer at The Outline. Thanks, Gabby. Thanks, Aaron. The future. Hey, Alexa. Play My Shot. My Shot by Lin-Manuel Miranda, Anthony Ramos, David Diggs, Akaria <laughs> Teonadawan, Leslie Odom Jr., original Broadway Ooh. cast of Hamilton from Spotify. <laughs> I am not thrown away my shot. I am not thrown away my shot. Alexa, just... shut up. As silly as it may be, this is the bane of my existence right now. A couple of months back, I decided to bite the bullet and get an Echo Dot. And over the past few months, I've actually used it quite a bit. I ask Alexa to play music, set timers, and wake me up in the morning. And don't get me wrong, she does all that. But she always, always seems to do it in the most annoying, overly verbose way possible. And it's killing me. All of this got me thinking, why do voice assistants need to talk so much? That there isn't an option to turn off these more long-winded responses seems like such a missed opportunity, especially as tech giants continue to push consumers to adopt voice-assisted devices left and right. If I ask Siri to set a timer for 15 minutes, you know what she says? Okay. Done. That's it. That's all she says. Why is it so hard for devices like Alexa or the Google Home to do the same? If I'm able to talk to a robot that understands me pretty much all of the time, 
I shouldn't have to deal with listening to it speak back to me, too. Scholarship to King's College. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's some good. That's some good shit, right? Today, you heard from Gabby Delvalle and Paris Martineau. We're produced by James T. Green. If you want to read more about these stories, head to theoutline.com. Hope you have a great Monday, which is basically Tuesday, which is kind of like Wednesday, almost Thursday, and pretty much Friday. So have a great weekend. I'm Aaron Edwards. Take care. We'll be back tomorrow.